Hello, dear Unibankers, and welcome back to another episode of the Global Markets Huddle. This is Jesse. Hi, Rap. How are you today, buddy? Hi, Jesse. Hello. Uh, hello, everyone. Yeah, so thank you very much, Raf, for always joining me. And of course, to our dear Unibankers who's tuning in on a weekly basis. Hopefully, you're learning something new in the market or kahit na review on some of the concepts that you knew already. Now, so again, let's jump into today's discussion. Now, last episode, we spoke about imports. Remember that yung nag-i-import tayo ng sugar, ng uh, salt, di ba? Parang kind of like unusual in that aspect. But that was our discussion last time. Now, let's talk about the friend of import, which is export naman. Ayan, Raph, can you give us a little bit more context? Kasi parang mostly, no, when you look at the Philippine setting, we usually talk about imports. But we want to know a little bit more on the export side of the Philippine industry at least. Can you talk to us more about that, Raph? Yeah, of course. Uh, for uh, the past year, uh, very significant yung growth ng imports. Uh, double digit, uh, around 20%. On the other hand, uh, gro- slower naman yung growth ng exports. It, it's still growing but uh, slower compared to imports. So this year, around uh, 5% yung growth ng exports. Uh, but even before this, uh, very slow na talaga yung growth ng uh, exports natin. Uh, around 5% lang yung growth niya. Uh, very low compared to uh, our neighbors no? uh, in in the ASEAN region. Kasi in uh, other ASEAN countries, ang growth rate ng exports nila, it's uh, 10 to 20% uh, per year. Mm-hmm. Us, uh, here in the Philippines, we are uh, lagging behind no? uh, in terms of exports. And one of the reasons for, for this is the manufacturing base of, of the Philippines. Well, yung manufacturing base natin, it's not as strong as the manufacturing base of the other uh, ASEAN countries. So in other ASEAN countries, they uh, produce no a lot of uh, goods no that uh, we don't uh, produce here. Like for example, uh, in Thailand and Indonesia, they produce no uh, a lot of uh, the cars that we actually use uh, here in the Philippines. So uh most of the cars no that we use here that we import they actually come from uh Thailand and Indonesia so they have the supply chain to produce uh, different models of cars which we import here in the Philippines then aside from that yung agriculture sector din nila uh, very strong like for example Vietnam and Thailand we export uh, our rice no from uh Vietnam and Thailand so uh, they have the capacity to be able to produce uh, rice and other uh, agriculture commodities. So may surplus sila of, of those products and we import those uh, products no from from them no back here in in the Philippines. So okay. another problem din agriculture and then manufacturing. Then uh, aside from that yung supply chain natin here in the Philippines uh it's a uh, weaker compared to the supply chain no, of of other countries. Mas marami silang nare-receive na investments mm-hmm. from foreigners. Uh, these foreigners they invest in the manufacturing uh, uh, companies of of these countries. Unlike us here in the Philippines, na very uh, well smaller yung investments that we get from from foreigners. So these are just some of the reasons why exports no, yung growth of exports it's uh, slower compared to uh, other countries. 
Okay, now th those are very good insights that you shared us, Ralph. Pero if you think about it, sabi mo di ba in a bigger scheme of things, <clears throat> we're more of an importing country rather than exporting country. Now, is there a like if I may use the term, is there a perfect mix of how much of your imports should be related to the exports or or vice versa? Because can we say, Ralph, na okay, being an importing country is disadvantageous more than an exporting country? Is that a safe assumption, Raf? Well, uh, okay lang naman to, to import, no? Kasi uh, it's natural, no, that uh, we can't uh, produce everything, no, here in the Philippines. And it's the same for, for other countries, no? Other countries, they need to import then because they can't uh, produce uh, certain goods, no? Uh, and they need to import from, from abroad. But at the same time, uh, pag masyadong extreme yung gap, uh, between imports and exports, it has uh, consequences. Uh, like, for example, yung reserves natin has been uh, declining no, since uh, last year uh, because of the country's financial trade deficit or uh, current account deficit. Kasi sobrang substantial ang imports natin and yet yung exports, it can't match no, the, the growth of, of imports. So, medyo nababawasan yung uh, reserves natin. And at the same time, it's exerting uh, so much uh, pressure no, on uh, on our exchange rate. So the peso has uh, weakened uh, substantially in the past year. And yung, the, the products that we import from abroad, uh, they are uh, becoming more and more uh, expensive and it's hurting the consumer. So yun yung, uh, some, some of the consequences or impact no, of, of this uh, gap, no, a huge gap between import and exports. Good. Thank you very much, Raf. So that's what we're also trying to drive at to our uni bankers listening in right now. So if you look at it in a bigger scheme of things, let's put it in a more layman's term. When you say you're importing, parang imported, imported goods, you have to pay for it. And of course, you don't pay it in peso, you pay it in dollars. So the more that you your, your import grows, <clears throat> the higher the demand for the dollars. So that's why Raf mentioned earlier, there's a pressure for the dollar-peso exchange rate to go higher because more demand, of course, higher the prices and exchange rate. Now, on the other hand, if you look at exports, naman, this is where you are expecting, supposedly, your inflow of dollars. Because anything in excess of our use, we can actually sell it abroad, which they also pay in dollars. So it should be offsetting. So that's why Raf was mentioning if your import exceeds way or the gap as it says, compared to your exports, then that is becoming more of a problem. Now, let's put it into proper context. So we, we've spoken about imports individually in the last episode. We're talking about exports also. And you're saying that our, our neighboring countries are growing on the export side. But in terms of putting it together, the gap between imports and exports, how do we fare, Raf, with our neighboring countries at least? Well, uh, right now, uh, well, uh, yung current account natin, deficit, uh, it's uh, very substantial. Yung current account, it's a measure that we use to, well, uh, uh, determine no, yung gap between uh, exports and imports. So, they mm -hmm. reflect yun ng current account natin. And right now, yung current account deficit natin, it's uh, around 6% of GDP. So, okay. very significant. So, the last time we had this, uh, current account deficit as a percentage of GDP was more than 20 years ago. Actually, back in the early 1990s. Pa. 
And wow. uh, in contrast, uh, other countries naman like Vietnam, Vietnam has a current account surplus no because it's a huge uh, exporter of of goods. So mas marami silang ine-export kaysa sa ini-import. Mm-hmm. That's why they have a, a surplus. And because of that, they're able to uh, manage no yung currency nila. So may ammunition sila to prevent the uh, depreciation no of of the dong, Vietnamese dong. Mm-hmm. Then okay. also yeah. Thailand. Yeah. Yeah, sige. Yo, go, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Actually, I was going to ask about Thailand. Go ahead, Ra. Yeah, also Thailand. So may surplus din sila kasi very reliant yung Thailand naman on on tourism aside from export. So they receive uh, so much uh, dollars from abroad which allows them to have a current account surplus. Oh wow. Now if you think about it, parang sana all, di ba? And, and if you look at it on our own perspective, if you're saying na your your deficit as with the definition itself kulang wala na tayong pera parang the philippines is spending more beyond that we can pay it for kasi we're importing more than what we're getting exports which is where we get our dollars and that's where the deficit is now if you're comparing naman as what raf mentioned to vietnam and thailand sila naman may marami exports diba raf so that's why they have now a surplus which is wow by the way it's really great now I have a lot of questions that comes with it, Raf. So, what do you think we should do? Because if you think about it, parang we have a very uh, robust naman agriculture. We're very coastal. Parang, like if you think about it, yeah, we were the ones who thought about uh, rice planting and then grafting. But our neighboring countries, we have Erie and all. Can we go back to that time that we can be an exporting country once again? What do you think, Raf, in, in how we're going right now? Yeah. Uh, in order for us to do that, uh, we need to strengthen our uh, manufacturing base. So in order to do that, to uh, fix no a lot of problems, like for example, uh, electricity, uh, very expensive here in the Philippines. We need to build no more infrastructure so that we can reduce the cost of electricity. Then also logistics, we need to improve no yung uh, logistics natin here in the Philippines. So build more infrastructure so that goods can uh, flow or can be transported no more easily and reduce the cost of logistics and then also labor uh mas uh medyo strict yung labor loss natin here in the Philippines eh, compared to the uh, ASEAN neighbor so we also need to do reforms no in the labor sector so foreigners no will be uh more attracted uh have more incentive no, to invest uh, here in the Philippines. So these things, uh, these are the things that we need to do in order to improve our manufacturing base so that uh, we can uh, export more no, to, to other countries. Good insights. Now there's another school of thought, Raf. I heard this several times, that the Philippines may be not in goods that we are exporting, but in talent. Now if you think about it, Raf, parang the Philippines now is the world's um, talent agency. We do send Filipinos in, in very big ways in the other countries like OFW. Is it not this considered similarly like an export which also works on the other side of it, which is the remittance side of, of, the, of that business? What do you think, Raf? Is that a, what do you think about that idea? Yeah, it's a form of export, but uh, service naman siya, not, not goods. Although right now, uh, yung remittances natin, it's still uh, growing, no? But uh, not as fast as before. Kasi before, 
nag-grow pa siya by 10%. Eh. But now, very marginal nila yung growth niya. So, 3 to 5% per year. So, not enough to uh, for us no, to match no, yung growth ng imports. So, that's why even if we have uh, remittances coming from abroad, the peso is uh, depreciating. No? Okay. Now, thank you very much, Raf. At least we were able to cover about the goods aspect of the imports and the exports business in this one and the services as well. But as you mentioned, I guess we have to work it up a little bit more and encourage our uh, bagong bayani or modern-day heroes to actually do that. So that's going to be helping us out as far as the the inflow of uh, of um, finances in the Philippines as well. Hey, Raf, thank you for joining. And again, for our Unibanker, so what does it mean to you? There will still be persistent, as what Raf mentioned, on higher pressure for the dollar-peso exchange rate to go up. Now, if you look at the bigger scheme of things, that's something for you that you can actually take advantage from. Now, some of you might say, just I don't need dollars at the moment and I'm not going to be traveling. You don't have to. You can actually convert some of your peso into dollars and that's what you call currency diversification. We've been saying this in several episodes now that diversification is the key, really. Do we want the dollar peso to be stable? Of course, yes. So that's going to have a big effect in each of the household and even consumers as well. But in times of uncertainty, like what Raf has been mentioning, there's a lot to do. And in that time, when it's going to be stable, we're not sure when it's going to happen. So at least you're going to be you know, diversified in the currency. What are you going to do with the dollar? Some would say, Raf, invest maybe, earn a little bit more on that. If you're aggressive, there are outlets for you. If you're conservative, there are those that you can check from as well. What's important is, as long as you're diversified, we're not saying that you're going to eliminate the risk, but rather you're going to be able to manage it and work on your favor as well. So once again, Raf, thank you very much for those insights. And of course, to our dear new bankers, thank you for tuning in. Do not forget to answer our quiz for today. That is something for you to help out with your training credits. And of course, leave us some comments, anything at all, like feedback, uh, commendations. We'd love to hear from you so we can make things better for you as well here in Global Markets Huddle. But for now, thank you very much, everyone. Please stay safe and healthy. Bye-bye.